When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You can tell a lot about a person by their teeth, Kate says. But Sweet Pea shrugs, and Calvin disagrees. Check out their shoes, Kate. You can tell straight away if they have any money. If they're wearing those expensive-ass shoes, they'll be rolling in it. You can't tell by their car because some millionaires like to look poor. They drive an old car or they've borrowed their family one. You can still see baby seats in the back. Calvin adjusts one of the fraying straps on his stilettos. He's from Lower Hutt, and Calvin isn't his real name. It's something like Jason, but he changes it all the time. Three weeks ago, he was Sebastian. Just when they got used to that, he decided he was more of a Harvard. This week it's Calvin, just like the Flash underwear brand. Calvin is from Cambodia, but he was adopted by a family of tall, blonde Christians. He ran away as soon as he could. Kate and Sweet Pea had ordered a bowl of chips and were dipping them into the sachet of tomato sauce. They were lying about how much money they had made that night. Calvin was eating a ham and cheese toasted sandwich, which he hadn't paid for. He claimed his last client was a hot man in a BMW. Yeah, right, Sweet Pea leaned back on her chair. I saw him, you know. He looked like some ugly old man taxi driver. And he had a monobrow. Kate knew which man Sweet Pea was talking about, but she said nothing. How much did you make then? Calvin sulked as he blew bubbles through the straw in his glass. More than both of you losers, Sweet Pea replied. Kate had already spent some of her money on a bottle of rum. She was trying to tip it into their glasses without the staff noticing. Don't bother, Calvin smiled at one of the men behind the counter. I gave the manager a freebie last week. He's all good. Cool, so he's keeping you in toasted sandwiches, is he? She tried to pour some rum into Calvin's glass. Shut up. He covered his glass. Even the smell of alcohol makes me feel sick. It was then Kate asked him if he had any idea who his real mother was. He was quiet while he ate a chip. No, I don't know. If your mother is alive, I wonder what she's doing at this very minute. Dunno, probably the same thing as us. Calvin cleaned up the last of the tomato sauce with his chip. The three of them are standing in a doorway together. Kate and Sweet Pea are looking at a urine stain on the footpath. Kate says that it's shaped like a caterpillar and that the surrounding white blobs of chewing gum could be flowers. Despite her small size, Sweet Pea could be scary until you got to know her. They'd met in the toilets at a bar. Kate glanced at Sweet Pea's reflection in the mirror. Sweet Pea looked back. Are you looking at me? Do you want a punch in the head? Yeah, I'm looking at you. You're pretty, Kate said. Are you one of those? No. Do you want me to be? You're a bit lippy for a white girl. Sweet Pea never said much, and Kate knew not to ask her about her past. She sometimes caught sight of the cigarette-shaped scars when Sweet Pea stretched and her T-shirt rode up. 
Don't get into white vans or cars when there's a male and a female together. They could be psychos, Sweet Pea says. Calvin watches the passing cars for a flickering indicator light that means someone is stopping. My adopted mother showed me a newspaper article about when I was a baby. When she cleaned my teeth for the first time, they all fell out. Malnutrition? Yep. You see, I was already famous. Calvin is making up for this lack of food now. He is scoffing the fish and chips they're sharing. Hey, babes, do you want one? He carefully removes the batter from his piece of fish. Thanks, Cal. It's Calvin, and don't ever eat the batter. It's fattening. But it's the best bit. Not unless you want to end up fat and tragic like her over there. Calvin points over the road at Loretta. She's about six feet tall with long black hair. Calvin claims it's a wig. It has a large artificial rose in it. Calvin says Loretta's original name was Kenneth, or Reginald. Anyway, it was something stupid like that. She needs a nose job, he says. Loretta's nose looks like a giant beak. She has mad, staring eyes. She's scary, says Kate. Loretta took Calvin under her wing when he first arrived. They fell out soon afterwards. Calvin can't remember why, just that he hates her guts. Loretta is puffing on a cigarette, manically pacing up and down the street, trying to catch the attention of the men in their cars. She wears a black leather miniskirt and thigh-length boots. I like her boots, Calvin. Sweet Pea is trying to annoy him. Yeah, they're not bad, Kate says. She's going for the pretty woman look, Kate, except she's one of the hut sluts. They don't wear skirts, just extra wide belts. Loretta seems to know they're talking about her. She pauses, throws the end of her cigarette on the footpath, and gives them the fingers. Calvin stuffs his fish and chip papers in the bin. He shouts across the road, Oh, get you, girl! Stop it, Calvin, she might come over. The stupid, tragic slut is bringing our prices down. Who even goes for her? Kate asks. You'd be surprised. Everyone likes a bit of kink sometimes. Sweet Pea hands Kate a cigarette. Calvin reapplies his makeup. He says he wants a nose like Kim Kardashian. Full, but not too full, with slightly flared nostrils. Who even looks at nostrils? Kim's nostrils have that flare to them without being pinched. Yeah, but nostrils, Calvin. Nostrils are incredibly sexy. You wouldn't understand. Kate has never properly looked at anyone's nostrils before. Calvin says, I want a white person's nose. He swipes through different images on his phone, stopping at one of Angelina Jolie. Like hers, but narrower at the end. Sweet Pea says she wants a butt like Kim Kardashian, and bigger boobs, real big ones. How big? Huge ones. Way out here. They'd be too big. You'd topple over, girl. Kate gently tickles her. Yeah, but I'd still make more money on my back than you. You'd be laying there, trapped under your giant tits. Oh, oh, please help me up, Kate. And I'd say, nah, go ask your big-butted mate, Kim Kardashian. Calvin says, after he gets a nose job, he's going to Paris. They can come along too if they want. He's going to get an apartment with one of those ornate balconies. Men will fall in love with him, but they'll be young and rich, not old dome heads. 
They'll go to expensive restaurants and they'll buy him anything he wants. Well, what's wrong with staying here? Sweet Pea asks. Everything. You lack imagination. I need people around me with gumption. Sweet Pea watches him with her left-behind eyes. Calvin is unaware he's winding her up with his big words. He forgets about other people's lives sometimes. He just keeps talking about himself. Sweet Pea, you can stay on this shitty street with Mad Loretta while Kate and I have a fabulous time in Paris with our hot millionaires. You and Loretta will become best friends and you'll be together forever, just the two of you. Darling Loretta, how I love you and your beautiful nose. He makes kissing sounds at Sweet Pea. Kate heard Calvin play his violin once. Classical stuff. It was in a restaurant that had candles and white tablecloths. Old men gazed at him. I'm just an exotic pet to them, he said. Later in bed, they shared a loaf of garlic bread he'd stolen off one of the tables. They kissed and talked about going to Paris. You belong in that world, she told him. You really have no idea what it was like to live in that family of tall, blonde giants. Think of the money we'll make in Paris. Do you even have a passport? I don't know. You haven't got one then, but that's okay, babes. It will give me time to get my nose done. Your nose is fine. It's not. That European nose of yours is so wasted on you. He pinched her nose between his fingers. Give it to me! I want your nose! A car stops, and the driver waves Loretta over. She talks to him briefly, smirks over at them, and gets into the car slowly, wiggling her bum. Calvin fumes. Why her and not us? It's probably some dirty old despo wanting a $5 job and she'll be paying him. It starts to rain. They move further back into the shop doorway. Calvin complains that it's too quiet. When I was a prostitute in Taupo, I made more money than this, he said. Taupo's a hole. Yeah, true, but you know how it's like right in the middle of the North Island? So? Imagine you're a man and you're stuck in a car for hours with your fat, boring wife and revolting, screaming kids. Yeah. By the time you get to the toilets in Talpo, you're practically gagging for it. Another car pulls up. The driver indicates for Kate to get in. He doesn't smile. Kate hesitates. But it's been a slow night. She gets in the front. Two other men suddenly sit up in the back seat. One of them is shirtless. His chest is covered in tattoos. The other man is drunk. Okay, you do my brother and his friend as well? They've just got out today. The driver speaks with some kind of accent. Kate tries to open the car door. He clicks the lock. She can hear the men in the back seat discussing her, as though she is not there. We'll dump her up in the hill afterwards. Her heart is jerking against the thin layer of skin that covers her body. Once she had seen a baby mouse. It was as pink as the end of her fingertips. Its eyes were as black as smudges under a milky film of skin. She'd seen right through its transparent body and into its tiny beating heart. The driver doesn't look at her. He wipes some cigarette ash off the seat. The men in the back whisper to each other. She thinks about the silence of pine forests. She makes gagging sounds. 
I, I, I need to vomit. T too many pills? Not in my car. He slows down and unlocks the door. The bare-chested man in the back seat is suddenly alert. What's going on? He asks the driver. It's under control, mate. The driver holds onto her arm with one hand and pushes her head out of the gap in the door. The bare-chested man grabs her around the back of her neck, squeezing it. She bares her teeth like a dog and makes a choking sound in her throat. Bloody hurry up, he says. She lets her body go limp. The man's fingers loosen their grip. She wrenches free and jumps. Picking herself up off the road, her mind blank, she runs to a house. Kate bangs on the door, and an old man wearing a plaid shirt opens it. She pushes past him and runs through the house to his back door. She throws her body against the wooden door like a bird trapped in a house, then runs into the back garden and over a fence. Hiding behind the hedge of a house next door, she watches the men from the car milling outside the house. The shirtless one goes up to the front door and knocks. The same old man answers, but this time he has a rifle. The men get back into the car and drive off. Sweepy knew a bouncer who was friends with a girl who had been adopted. She'd come to the city to find her real mother. All she had was her name. Sweet Pea said the bouncer had worked outside the strip club for years, and he told the girl he'd thought she'd looked familiar. He remembered her mother from ten years ago. She used to work on the same corner. Which corner was it? Kate took a large swig out of her bottle. This one. Did she ever get to meet her? The skin on Kate's back shivered. Nah, her mother had already died, or something like that. Sweet Pea's eyes started to close as she leant back against the wall. The story haunted Kate. Was there something lurking in her blood that made what she did with men in the cars come so naturally to her? Her father told her there was. She felt the full misery of the sticky red liquid that moved so knowingly through her veins. If one of the men in the cars stabbed her, then all her blood would empty out of her body and flow over the dark, wet pavement. She could get new blood, the kind that came from girls with braces on their teeth. A white car pulls up, and the driver signals to Kate. He smiles wolfishly. She notices he has a tooth missing. Shaking her head, she moves back inside the doorway between Calvin and Sweet Pea. The men here are all crap. There'll be better ones in Paris, she says. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.